0: It's time to venture Into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we dive into the vast expanses of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today on the 10th episode of Into the Filmverse, we will be discussing the 2000 animated film Titan AE, the 2020 horror comedy new release of Freaky, the 2019 drama film The Farewell, and various content we watch throughout the week. Be sure To join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers, you can find Bryce Payne at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and Mitch is spelled with a Y, that's M-Y-T-C-H. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. Alright, as we do every week, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty, and uh, talk about Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3 spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything about any spoilers, go ahead and skip five minutes starting... Now. All right, Bryce. Go ahead. What do you think? Oh, really? Mandalorian, season two, episode three. Every episode just gets better. It is getting <laughs> it is getting a lot... I mean... They're getting shorter, but they're getting better. <laughs> right, that's exactly. You know what's weird about this film? Even though it was only like 20, 30 minutes, or I think it was a little bit closer to 40, it's, 32, it's 32, it still felt like an hour-long episode. So good. Like, it, it didn't feel like it was rushed at all, but... We got to talk about Bo-Katan, obviously, and I mean I don't. Who is the big the big thing out of this? Yeah, episode. the big bang out of this episode. Yeah, Bo-Katan, and also they mentioned that they're going to go see Ahsoka for in like you know four episodes, or whatever. <laughs> whatever that happens. But they met, they name dropped her finally. Um, Dave Filoni. <laughs> I know Dave Filoni. Let's go. He's bringing his shit. He's like. Okay, i you've action. seen some sort of, you've seen some Clone Wars and Rebels, right? I have seen some Clone Wars and not very much Rebels. But you've seen more than I have. I've seen a total of, like, three episodes of Clone Wars yeah, and one episode of Rebels. the first two seasons of Clone Wars now and the last season of Clone Wars. And I've seen some episodes here and there. Okay, so, what did, did Bo-Katan hitting you, like, or when she came out of there? See, I already knew, I mean, I knew she was, her, I knew her name, and I knew she was a Mandalorian, but anything beyond that, I don't really know. Yeah, because uh, the history of Bo-Katan is she was the sister to Sadine, Satine. It was the Duchess of Mandalore. So, like the leader of the Mandalore. She was leading like a peaceful Mandalore. You no, know, neutral kind of state during the Clone Wars. And was actually Obi-Wan's like lover. <laughs> but wow. uh, Bo-Katan was her sister and is, as of the end of Rebels, the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Sabine with a B. Uh, Sabine, Sabine is from Rebels. Satine. Duchess Satine is who I'm talking about. Duchess Satine? Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah. So I mean, so obviously it didn't impact me as much as I thought it was gonna be, um, but uh, because I mean I don't know have too much experience with Bo-Katan, but I still thought that was cool. See more different Mandalorians. and Basically, they tell Mandalor- or they told Mando. Yeah, to and he like uh, they they tell him he's like yeah you were part of Death Watch and he's like the fuck is Death Watch and, and they're like. like it's a religious cult devoted to getting Mandalorian, but Mandalore back to like the old Mandalorian ways with like their religious zealots. Yeah, it's like you can't take. It. He's like, oh, I can't take off my helmet, and they're like, um, Yeah, you can, dude. Which is really cool because like things that people have noticed after this episode, like the the armor in season one has like the horns in their helmet, right? So back in season seven of the Clone Wars, there is a cult of like because at the time, Darth Maul is the leader of Mandalore, so a lot of Mandalorians put like his skull, his spikes on top of their helmets, right? So people are like, Holy shit, we never noticed that. I liked how they got They reintroduced Like they paid, paid off With the frog lady She got to meet her husband It was and cute And the got a child That was adorable and Yoda Baby, didn't eat him Yeah Yoda didn't eat him And he started petting it And it also seemed like He wanted to eat it But I was like I can't tell If he like to He's kind of like I want to be friends He's like I want to be friends But I'm also kind of hungry You know <laughs> Always <laughs> Oh, and then, didn't the little octopus, like, attack his face in this one? Yeah, he was, like, trying to eat stew, and he got attacked, in my was, like, was, <laughs> was like, don't play with your food. He's like, don't play with your food. He's like, I don't even care. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really excited to see where this is going, because, like, every episode, it gets more and more into, like, int- it's more interesting. Right. Because now it's like, first off, Ahsoka knows who Yoda is, so she's going to see baby Yoda and be like, wait a minute, what? Hold the fuck up. Like, that's, I know that, the fuck. Right, exactly. But, uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, Pocahontas is going to be back in the show. Yeah, I can't, I can't see why she wouldn't be. They, I mean, well, I mean, I don't think she will. No, you don't I don't think I she will. Her, no, I don't. I think she. Especially be, with the Darksaber out there and how she's the I mean, right. Maybe ruler maybe of the Dark near Saber. the end, but otherwise, we would get too much into her own shit because she's in her up, own. By the interest. way, I just looked up stuff after, and I had some friends telling me about stuff. That's why I know some of these things. Yeah, because she was, the, she, was the, she was the last known wielder of the Darksaber. Right. And now Moff Gideon has it, and now Mando is going to go meet some Jedi's. Which I'm, a, I'm a, every time he pops up, I'm like, ooh, shit, shit's about to go down. <laughs> He's like cameo. He like, destroy the ship. Like. Are you sure? He's, he's like, like, yeah, do it. And the dude, like, it has like a electric cyanide pill. I was like, gosh, that's crazy. Um, let's see what else I'm trying to think. live the Empire! Oh, when the, when when did they push Baby Yoda into the pit? I'm like, bro, what the fuck? You just fucked up. And then Mando's struggling to get him out, and I was just like, yo, I was like, Mando, this Mando, you're, you're you're you can beat up worse than this. And then the rest of them saved him. Uh, oh, okay, they kind of had like the Mando's the rest of Mando saved yeah, him. And then they're like, he's like, I'm looking oh, for you. Oh, oh really? really? I want to I want to <laughs> mention though, it was super cool seeing stormtroopers in this episode. I love that. Every single time I see like something from the Empire, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they had the Stormtroopers, and they're just beating them up like they're nothing, which does like, makes sense because they're not usually the are, Stormtroopers. But, yeah, <laughs> but I was like, it just was cool. I was like, I wonder if that was like the fi- the was it the Five Oh First Legion? No, it would it'd be like the First Order or something. Like, I know, but, but I just meant, like, I wonder how like well the costumes. Uh, you know, a lot of the time they outsource to get the costumes from like the five like the Five Oh First Legion, which are, like a cosplay group. I have no clue, but I didn't look at that everything. anything. I just thought maybe I'm, it, I'm so I'm so excited to see where this is going. I think it, I think it can only get better. Hopefully, Hopefully, the, the episodes get thing. longer too, because 30 minutes ain't cutting it. Okay, do you think, quick thing, do you think Ahsoka's going to be the next one or no? No, I'm going to say it's going to be two episodes, because what's going to happen is he's going to fly. I it was four. Break his ship, had to fix his ship, and then leave, and then probably. Yeah, go. I think I agree. It's <laughs> probably going to be episode he, five. He always has a ship broken. Anyway! Well, thank you guys for joining us as we talked um, Mandalorian spoilers, and. Uh, until next time on The Mandalorian, we... Which will be next week next when week. episode 5 gets released. So we Eight. always give a week before spoilers. Four, episode 4. Episode 4? No, because okay. episode 5 says Friday, Mitchell. Episode 4. You were right. You were right. <laughs> so we episode 4. We'll talk about next week. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> get your numbers right. Get my numbers right. <laughs> so, uh, in addition to some. Uh, kickass Mandalorian. We also got a rather weird um, sequel weird. <laughs> that's coming out. Nothing you would quite expect. Any of you remember that little film called Shark Boy and Lava Girl that came out when you were kids, or if you, you were? Do you think they just got the rights to this movie because they made a deal with Nickelodeon? Probably. um <laughs> Oh yeah, because I guess they knew especially they, with Avatar coming. Well, Netflix. They have, they have Avatar on Netflix, and then they just they have a deal for like new like a SpongeBob spinoff going on Netflix too about Squidward. Oh, cool. Like, sort of cool. I don't know. They they signed a contract with Nickelodeon after Disney Plus came out. Netflix said they're doing a new Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but only needed to say that, which I think that was actually announced earlier. But Sharkboy and Lava Girl are parents, and they're back, and they're adults. Like, what? This is going to be such a bad movie. It probably will be absolutely (laughs) trash, but I am looking forward to it. I want to watch it, don't get me wrong. I'm not like. As long as you don't bring back. George Lopez, that's the whole Lep I, I want to watch it. I hope he is back. Oh, no, please don't. I hate it. I George Lopez back. Okay, he can be back. I just don't want to see that giant fishbowl face thing. Do you I think they're going to have the same effect style? Do I, do I think it will continuity? be campy. I think it will be campy. I don't think they'll make it as like as very like, CGI as it was back then. Or not? not It will be CGI, but it won't be, like, shitty CGI. Do you know what the original title for Sharkboy and Lava Girl was? Everyone just calls it Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but you know what it is? What? The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl in 3D. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, do you think, okay, but do you think they're gonna bring that kid back? I don't know if no. they. You no. You don't think so? No. Hmm. They, they're not bringing back. Uh, what's his name? It's not, for, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, I was thinking. Ch- no, Chatham, but I was like, apparently, no. apparently, actually, two kids played that. Played Shark Boy when when like I guess it was two two different kids. It was Taylor Lautner and Taylor something. Yeah, because one of them played the younger version. Yeah, and, and he's actually gonna be the new the new kid or the other kid that wasn't Taylor Lautner. The other Taylor kid. They both have Taylor names. That's is annoying. actually gonna be playing it. That's annoying. It's a weird idea. They're both named Taylor, but it's not to Dream, 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 They're dream. they like, we kept the girl, but well, we didn't keep him. I feel like that's what they did. They just said, dream, 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 go to sleep, wake up in 2020, and here's another Sharkboy and Lava Girl. 15 years later, because why not? 15 years too late. To quote my favorite character in Disney Syndrome. It's, so, it's such a weird thing for them to be like, you haven't know, make a Sharkboy and Lava Girl sequel. It's like, who asked for this, though? Exactly. Nobody asked for it, but I'm. We're gonna watch like, it. I'm not mad about Netflix. it, but it's just like it's so weird. Like, thanks Netflix. You know what's crazy? It's just what I thing I have mentioned about this is that you wouldn't. We would never have gotten this. Just like if it wasn't for streaming or Netflix. Yeah, because Netflix. Because you know, like Nickelodeon would be like, "There's no money." in No, People like, are <laughs> not making a Sharkboy and Girl too. What are you fucking crazy? Some guys are like, "Come on, man!" It was like my childhood. They're like, "No." What What do we get out of this? He's like. We can do a theatrical yeah, run. Netflix. No one's going to fucking watch that. See, <laughs> what Netflix does is they just do a line of cocaine. And they're like, huh, Sharkboy and Lava Girl? Yeah, 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 here's the money, dude. Just, just, just. Someone we... comes in with a screenplay. They're like, can I make this? Yeah, go ahead. You didn't even read it. No, it's okay. Just put it on there. Someone will watch it. <laughs> right? They're just like, uh. They'll find a home somewhere. They just walk in, walk in, the Netflix studio. So I got an idea for a script. Here you go. Here's the money. Just make it. Wait, what? How much money? Uh, I don't know. 125 million sound good? Why not? Here you go. <laughs> do for 23 <laughs> and they're like okay not a penny more not a penny less use all of it like are you sure he's like yes I'm i don't care absolutely someone will sure. fucking watch it <laughs> <laughs> well that was awesome so, so basically so that's cool stark and lava girl is coming and up next we have a movie called one night in miami just released a trailer that's coming out on amazon prime and uh, it follows a fictionized meeting of malcolm x muhammad ali jim brown and sam cook in a Miami hotel room in February of 1964, celebrating these surprise title win over Sonny Liston. Bro, this trailer is fire. Dude, this... I was, like, I I'm so excited for this fucking thing to drop. Like, uh, I was watching people's reviews on Letterboxd as, like, the festivals were rolling, mm-hmm. and this film was getting, like, four to five star reviews across the board. Wow. I mean, yeah, obviously this is not on my radar at all, but I just... Like, the, the trailer made me tear up. Just, like, just how, um... Bold, emp- empowering, and bold—it felt. I just like let's fucking go. Dude, I like I, that's my. I feel like that should just be my statement. Let's fucking go because I just say that whenever I get excited. The but. crazy thing is, I, I heard about this movie first in like May. Okay, back when I was first starting to look movies that were coming out that could be nominated for Oscars, and this is one that always made the list on people shit. Yeah, nope. I mean, of course we can always have a debate about Oscars this year. However, <laughs> yes, it should be. I mean, this is this is a definitely an Oscar worthy film, regardless of what year it came out in. It's just—it looks so Sorry, good. Sorry, it looks like an Oscar-worthy movie. I can't actually say if it is or not since I haven't seen it. However, it looks just phenomenal. It does. It um, looks. God, dude, it looks like fucking I cannot fire. wait. Absolutely wait to see this, um, that, and with. I mean, either in theater or on Amazon Prime. However, I, I can see it. I will be consuming. Yeah, because it uh, it goes in theaters for a limited theatrical run starting on Christmas, and then it'll be on Amazon Prime on January fifteenth. I was made in America, so I have to fight for America. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, dude, that that tra- The song in the trailer adds so much more power behind this trailer. I know. I was like, I need that song in my playlist immediately. Like, You just go watch the trailer for One Night in Miami, and I promise you, you're going to be riled up. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited to watch this movie. I, it literally dropped on uh, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday it dropped, and it was just like, oh, oh shit, I, had to, I sent it to you like, right away. I was like, you gotta watch Let this watch fucking this. shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, well, so Fire Trailers. Yes, we got that. Also, in the rumblings of movies, we've got that Cinemark strikes a deal with Universal to shorten the theatrical window. Yeah, because every other theater company's like, if you do your fucking streaming thing, we don't want you. And Cinemark's the- like,
1: hey. So like, hey! you can come
0: over here, big poppy. Think of the money we can make together. <laughs> well, okay, but see, I, I think a lot of people forgot about this, because AMC, AMC actually... Made a deal with one with Universal like a few like a month or two ago, doing the same exact thing, almost the same exact thing that Cinemark's doing. The problem, and, the problem is they can't. The, the biggest issue with Universal trying to put their movies on demand is yes, it'll hurt. It'll hurt theaters. It's going to do that, right? But I also see why they're doing, it, especially in modern. Here's climate. thing, right? No, I agree with you. Okay, so when I just a quick rundown of how what this means is that so Cinemark this currently there's a theatrical window that. Theaters or uh, studios, which is the people that make the movies, can't release their uh, movies in like so. Uh, so if, if they put a movie in theaters, they can't they can't make it available for digital or they can't make any physical copies of it for, for release for public until for like three months. Three months, exactly. Because like for example, like uh, the New Mutants released in August and it just got released on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Right, exactly. So if for example, if a like say Universal put out a movie today, they could. Put it on premium VOD within 31 days if it makes over 50 million dollars. So if it makes over 50 million dollars at the theater, then they can put it on as premium VOD after 31 days. And that's different, notably, than streaming. So they couldn't just put it on their HBO Max program. Yeah, because they'd they, have, to, have to pay the money and you watch the fucking right, movie. you had to th- rent it. Basically. Exactly, they'd have to pay like you know, your 20, 30 dollars that what a premium VOD is. So you're basically you know paying for the movie. But not here. being able to own the movie. so I, uh, it, mind... it depends It depends on what they do, but I, I think you might be able to. Well, yeah, because it's but, like, a. I guess, yeah, it depends. But if it makes under $50 million, then they the, the theatrical window shortens to 17 days. So then they can put it out on premium VOD after 17 days. Unless, wait. Films that generate at least $50 million in opening weekend ticket sales, however, will have to play exclusively in theaters for 31 days or five full weekdays. So, and traditionally, new releases remain on screens for 75 to 90 days, like that three-month period. So, um, the whole deal behind this is that they're shortening the theatrical window times, which really cripples the movie theater. However, which and they would but, never do this in a normal climate of, of stuff. Yeah, never. But however, they're think, desperate. Yeah, you got to think about the movies Universal has too, right? Because like they have like Fat, Fast and, Fast and, and Furious, furious fucking, Harry yeah. Potter. No, Warner Brothers here, Harry Potter. Oh, they have Jurassic no. Park. They Sorry, have I mean, Harry Potter is. They, didn't they used to be Warner Universal? No, it's Warner Brothers. It's always Warner Brothers. Oh, I'm, I, I know why. It's because they're at Universal Parks. That's why. Yeah. Okay. that's why I was get confused. Okay, never mind. They're at Universal Parks. I was but, like, wait, Harry Potter world. Was... But yeah, it. Um, they have a lot of big franchises like Jurassic Park, James Bond. Um, like they they own a lot. Right. No, they, they own a lot. And of big... a lot of the big things. That's when. That's like when I first heard like theaters being like, well, if you're not going to give it to us exclusively, then we're not going to show it. It's like. You guys realize what movies they have? <laughs> so really, this is this is really is detrimental to the, the, the theaters, and it could very well diminish the theaters going forward. However, if it, it, I know this, this is a temporary deal, so that they could go back to normal after. I think it's like a three-year deal or something like that. But for, for the time though, it makes sense. It makes sense. So my, my hope is just that they they get the theaters get do what make the deals they need to now to get through the current climate and then get to a more normal state later. That's what I'm hoping, I'm hoping happens here. I'm trying to look up what franchises Universal owns. Oh, shit. Uh, Universal they own. owns a lot. They own Back to the Future, which, I mean, isn't well, big nowadays, but... I'm sure they'll make something eventually. But they also own uh, the Bourne film series. Okay, that's sort of big, but they have many. The Child's Play series. But is there any Fa- big... Fast and the Furious. Insidious is a big horror franchise. Jurassic sure. Park. Uh, the Mummy franchise. So they own everything from The Mummy. Uh, Psycho, The Purge, Universal Monsters in general, so like The Invisible Man. <laughs> they're trying to make those a big thing. it's hard for them. The Invisible Man's doing good, they actually already have, a uh, Wolfman with Ryan Gosling lined up, and then they have a Dracula movie in the works too. Right. All made by Bumhouse. They also own So, you know, what's also is and, notable about this, this, uh, deal though, is, it's, so it's just with Universal and Cinemark, Right. And that's to say that, like, these other theaters, let's just say, well, because AMC has their own do- has their own deal with Universal, but it's just Universal going to these other theaters. None of the other uh, studios are, are doing this. Yeah, but it's mainly because Universal released, um, what is it, Trolls? Yeah. And that made literally over, like, $10 million. That's basically all in Universal's pocket. Well, there's a bunch of numbers that go to that. They didn't actually make money off that film, but... I did the math on it, but they really didn't make money off of the film, so I don't think, anyways. I've th- I heard they did, because they made a lot... They made more money... They said they made more money releasing it on streaming than they did releasing it on the- theatricals. I'd have to double-check on the numbers on that, but uh, we'll just... I don't know. I, was- I remember that being the main reason. It's been like... The-, the movie came out what, like, fucking March. No, I know. I know <laughs> that, was a, that was a common... I feel like that was a common misconception As that they made a lot of money. They did make a lot of money. However, I still don't think it was enough to substantiate them making you, you know releases just like just by themselves if that makes sense I guess they look at it like if they release it in digital then you know they did make money like there's no doubt that they did they, can, make, they really made digital, money it's more accessible so more people could buy it sure sure exactly but you also got to think about the fact that there is you know, how much money they made and everything was already shut down at that point so like well there, there's a lot that goes into that I'm sure it's, we a, can it's, definitely, a, big, it's a big thing that's, that's a conversation that could be a whole episode on itself yeah so. it really could be so I don't want to get too much into that um so as we move off that topic, um, that was all of our movie news for the week. So with our most movie, recent well, movie news, news, that is appropriate. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, Paul Bettany said something about a purple appendage, but we'll we'll, we'll uh, ab- he- adhere from yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's really unnecessary. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> it's like, thanks, Paul Bettany. That's cool. You yeah. know? <laughs> okay, I'll help my um. Uh, yeah, right. With the most recent movie news dissecting this one <laughs> into dutiful discussion, let's move on to our movie night watch. Each Monday, we gather a bunch of friends together and watch an Oscar-winning Best Picture film alternating between the older and newer years. On every third week, however, we allow a member of our group to choose a film for the others to watch. This week, our friend Jacob chose the film Titan AE, which is a 2000 animated feature, feature depicting a distant future after Earth has been obliterated by a mysterious alien race known as the Dredge. Kale is a human teenager who has been given a mysterious map by his father father, leading him to an unforgettable journey. Bryce, what did you think of Titan AE? Why you gotta make me slam this movie first? Because <laughs> I read the intro and I need a to admit to my voice. <laughs> I didn't I was not impressed by this movie. It was very blandish. I could see Jacob chose it because of nostalgia, which is a fair reason. I'd like Twaddles. And I found it very reminiscent of like older Disney films, like uh, not older, but like uh, them. They're movies they were trying to make back in the Yeah, beginning. It was like, like kind of like Bambi. Well, yeah, I would say Anastasia, Atlantis, Atlantis, exactly. Very, very reminiscent of those, but it didn't feel like it brought anything new to the table. Like nothing was really impressive. It was trying. It seemed like it tried to be edgy, which is weird for like a kid movie. To me, like... it borderlined an anime movie, and it. It, which is not my cup of tea, and so it's very, like, trying to be, like, an American anime movie. And I don't know how to explain that other than... Dude, the amount of sex jokes in this movie was fucking insane. Anyway, this is, like, what is E for E for Everyone? What is this, a game? No, it was, it was just rated, like, PG. Like, And there was, like, blood in there, too. Like, yeah, people were getting it, shot, we're like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Jada, you're... Our, your wife and my, our friend, um, she had a favorite character in the film, and within the first five minutes, she's like, "Oh, I love that character," and then boom, he gets shot and obliterated, and she's like, "Oh no!" We were like, "Oh fuck, okay, it's good like, like that." I'm so sorry, Jada. But no, it was uh, uh, It was just it was, it was a weird movie. It was like I wouldn't say okay. Here's the thing: it's not a bad movie. Like it, when no, you definitely like, like really bad watchable. movie, it's not something I'd want to watch all the time. It's like, like when, well, I guess one of the, one of the things is when you think about a bad movie, it's just something that you, like I don't know. It has a specific quality to it, you know? You're just like, oh, this is not good. It's just one of those things, like, you know it's made. it was made good. It has Matt Damon as the, the main voice actor. Yeah, like, they tried. Like, they put a lot of money behind yeah, this. Yeah, they put, like, money and effort behind it. It just felt very, like, bland and just regular. I don't know if it, like if that. It, it feels like every other action movie in existence. Yeah, it just feels like... like you, you can, can... watch, uh, what's that one movie where uh, Osmosis Jones or something like that, where, like, the dudes inside the human body... So I, was, I don't know, <laughs> I, it's know like, uh, I don't know It's like this movie It's like the movie Where like the dude's Like a germ inside the body And he's like a cop Or something It's basically it's that hard. movie But dude, it's I, think, I swear it's Osmosis Jones I feel like that should be Like an inside out Like thing They should make it inside out Sequel but just that <laughs> That sounds so like, weird um, That was right It's Osmosis Jones Osmosis Jones What is that I've never even Oh my goodness That sounds weird okay, never You've heard. never seen Osmosis I've, Jones No I've never heard of that Dude I had a TV show And everything It was actually weird. pretty fucking good Looks like Kim Possible knockoff. Like Kim Possible meets. Well, shit, I was trying to prove Danny a point, Phantom. but if you haven't seen the movie, I'm trying to use to prove a point it really defeats it. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so overall, I mean, overall, it's just it's a meh. Chris movie. Rock's plays him. I know <laughs> Chris Rock. All right, I guess I gotta check out Osmosis Jones now. Fishburne's in it. Oh God, why? He's in everything. Bill Murray's in it. Lawrence Fishburne's in everything. Literally, that's like the running joke between one of my other friends. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is in everything. William Shatner's in this. That's a weird name. That's Star Trek. I know, that's exactly its weird name. Okay, Kid Rock? Kid Rock? Kid Rock's in it. Wow. Interesting. He plays a kidney rock. Osmosis <laughs> Jones. You know what, actually, the more you talk about this, it feels like I've, I feel like I've seen this before, just like in the it's depths probably, of my memory. Yeah, it's really just shoved to the recesses of your mind. You're like, it's
1: hey, there, I just don't remember. As we
0: dive into the recesses of cinema and report our findings, Osmosis Jones. Oh, that's so funny. I'm like, what do you mean you haven't seen this? Well, speaking of (laughs) freaky incidents, after pressing pause on the small screen and falling back into a leather recliner with a bubbling cherry Coke, ready to experience cinema as it's meant to be presented, Bryce and I watched the 2020 horror comedy, Freaky. So, Freaky follows a 17-year-old Millie Kessler, who spends her days trying to live high school and the cruel actions of of a popular crowd, but when she becomes the latest target of The Butcher the town's infamous serial killer, her senior year becomes the least of her worries. When the butcher's mystical dagger causes him and Millie to magically switch bodies, the frightened teen learns that she has just 24 hours to get her identity back before she looks like a middle-aged maniac forever, forever, forever. forever. Is that really what they have for the synopsis? Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking insane. Middle-aged man. man, they they're really descriptive. (laughs) Okay, but before I say anything, every time I say the butcher, I just think about the boys. I haven't seen the movie. I know you haven't because you won't watch it because it's a TV show. No, I don't watch it because I don't have time to watch it. I got other things to watch. That's not because it's a TV show. Anyways, um, I'm but. I'm watching Mandalorian, so fuck you. <laughs> that don't count. That's basically a movie. <laughs> uh,
1: basically a movie. It okay. basically is a movie.
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, Bryce, what did you. Oh, well, I, I know you, um, have seen Happy Death Day, which is, this is the same company that made same this. director. Actually, even the same director. Uh, um, yeah. And I know you weren't a huge fan of that. Um, I like the second one. You like the second one a little bit more. <laughs> what did you think about this film? It's Happy Death Day with a twist. <laughs> see, and honestly, you know, you are right. I still don't get how you don't like the Happy Death Day. I mean, I do not understand okay, okay. why you know, do. My, my reason is it's not a bad movie. I just couldn't. I just don't like the movie because I guessed the killer off the trailer. That's my whole reason. Right, like okay. They ruined the whole movie when I said when you spend the whole like time just sitting there going, "I already know who the killer is." It okay, doesn't even fine. matter. <laughs> like, see, and I realized that about well, as we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, you know, we played the Miles Miles game. I just want to bring it up real quick because there's a specific spot in there where you know uh, a character comes up, and you kind of you realized it from the beginning. <laughs> I was like, however, well, I, I I think I take things more at face value. Like, I don't actually think about it while I'm watching it. It's like I always try not to. Like, if it's if it's really bad, the movie you can I can tell before it even happens. Like, is that obvious? Then it's like, oh my gosh, you guys need to. My my reasoning for Happy Death Day is so bad too, and it's such a bad reason to be right. Like, <laughs> but it's so right, uh, I <laughs> but, <laughs> the but as far as uh, freaky goes, um, you just felt like I know you had, you had told me that you don't you like it saw that it righted the comedy line and the horror line. And it went back and forth, and you had a. Issue I want I want movies to stick with one genre, not not all the time. Like obviously, like uh Get Out and stuff plays with comedy, and like if it well, works. See, and okay, here's like, what I, I bring it up: Trick or Treat was very much that kind of. But I went into it expecting it to be dumb. Well, wait—you didn't go into this expecting to be I—I I mean, I went into it expecting happy death day. I got what I went in. Okay, well, that's perfect. No, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I went into it expecting really, literally what it said about like, a, you know, two people switching bodies. Um, obviously, it was a spit rip off of Freaky Friday or a, whatever. A Which I will thing. say, I like the nods to like horror franchises. In it. like, I, Me too. Nod to, uh, I know what happened. I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Right, which is the blatantly said, one. It said Friday the thirteenth, Thursday the twelfth, and then like the next day when she woke up as a dude. I'm, yeah, this is not a spoiler. It just said Friday the thirteenth. I was like, okay, this is hilarious. But no, I, um, I don't know. I found it very predictable, mm-hmm. which I don't really like because I'm like, come on, man. You know, expect this. Something. To, I expected this to be very simple and not all that. Not all that over the top or smart. It's, it's it's not gonna be smart. It's not gonna be like some. It's like it's a good movie. I'm not, it's not gonna be The Shining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a movie I'm not mad that I watched. It's a movie that I'm like. It's gonna be like Happy Death Day. I'm probably not gonna watch it again for a really long time. Makes sense. Because it's gonna be like um, this is probably I could probably <laughs> definitely make this like a what not say a regular thing, but it's just like I would be happy if I just turned it on and watched it because it's like one of those things. that's campy, but and, but it's also like embraces the good tropes. of the characters some characters made this movie. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's really true. Characters, and especially Vince Vaughn, like he. I saw this review and it was like, man, Vince Vaughn's back must be hurting from carrying this movie the entire time. He really did make the movie, and I think I will say the the main main character was was... favorite character in it, though. Really, I really like the gay guy. He was, 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 yeah, he was 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 really nice. He was was good. (laughs) You know, honestly, the the main the main cast was pretty good. I will say that like I kind of I kind of hope they I kind of wish they didn't focus too much on the killer. Throughout the film, and had to they like, did a lot of that. Because it's like I wanted to see them like hunting for it, instead of just like oh, turn the corner, they're here. I'm like, All right, it was very, like I said, on. it was very like.
1: Okay, I, I would have liked
0: if like it was like an old school slasher vibe where it was like you don't know where the killer is and it could just be anywhere instead of just being like it's in your face the entire time. You always know. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways they could kind have of gone with this, and I, I think the way that they did it, it worked. I mean, it definitely worked on that level where I think if you. Like campiness and just not not very, like, it's not it's just kind of, like, simple and dumb. Uh, I think dumb. I've just seen too many slasher films, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that many, so. I'm like, to me, it's just a mix of, like, every Friday the 13th movie put together. Like, I have some issues with some things characters did, and I was like, nope, nobody, like, there's ways to get out of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Stop. Or, like, they were, like, too stereotypical. I'm like, yeah, you're a bully. We get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. But overall, I mean, it's a it's a film I don't I I think I gave it three out of five. It's like it's an average. Actually, movie. I think it's funny. You know, I like how we sound like we like think have such different opinions, but like, yeah, I gave it a three point five out of five. Like it's not that much more. But I just had, I just had, like laughed a few more times and you did was, you like, laughed a lot and it maybe like I was sitting there next to you just like I don't, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. You know, I find like a lot of nuance is very funny. Just like like so things that most people don't find funny, I just laugh at. You're like so. yay, and I was like I don't know why you're cheering. I, was like, I don't get it, man. <laughs> like, that was Am I missing something here? <laughs> uh, well, with that down, let's move on to some films we watched during this week. Um, instead of films, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into a, a video game actually because the PS5 came out, um, and I know a lot of people didn't get to get it, but I I got my hands on one. Luckily, you very happy. You it within an hour of it going live. Well, yeah, I tried. You're I was, like sitting there like, I want to get it. Four hundred, four hundred, four hundred, four hundred. Well Won't load. <laughs> Yeah, you were, you were there. I was kind there. The whole, I, was like, I was like, chill, man. I know. And I was like, no! But anyway, so I got one. And Miles Morales, the Spider-Man, new Spider-Man game that came out. And you know um, us. We gotta talk about Marvel. I gotta talk about Marvel. I mean, I know it's not a movie, but I'm a geek, so it's, I gotta, it's I gotta talk enough. about it. close enough. It's exactly. cinematic. Um... Uh, I don't want to go into too much spoilers because I want, I want people to play it, so I'll, I won't go into too much. But what did you overall. Because you, you don't have a PS5, but you did buy Miles and Miles for the PS4. I did because I'm not getting a PS5 until next year. Sometimes. Right. And you just wanted to. You, you know, I just experience love the experience Spider Exactly. Because I, um, I love the original Spider Man game, so I really wanted to play it. And really, one. The, no matter what, you, even in the original Spider Man, the combat's not too hard. Even if you turn it on the hardest difficulty, It's really, the, the reason you play I'm, it is because it's, it's. It's the story. It's Spider Man. Yeah, it's Spider Man. It's It's the like story. the best Spider Man like, combat ever. Oh, for sure. Um, so what did you think about the overall story of Miles Morales and um mildly predictable. We, we we mentioned that, you know. Sure. He uh he didn't know who the main villain was and as soon as I saw it I was like, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're exactly. like, you know, like how do you know? I was like, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> see, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, it's it is pretty obvious once you think about it. But I was like, oh, I just was stupid. I just like I just took it all at like super like superficial face value. I did not like, try to like yeah n- honestly, new people. <laughs> I could not get over the fact that I was playing as Miles Morales. So I was just like, I'm got I'm Miles. I'm Miles. I'm Miles. Oh I my gosh! Like... I'm in Miles' house. I'm in Miles' house. Oh my god! This is cool. <laughs> I, I will say I still don't like New Peter's face. Obviously, I don't have oh, this hell vibe, no. so I can't play the new remastered. I version. keep trying so hard to like it, and I, it's every time I cringe. Like, and I watched, like, comparison videos, and I see comparisons of the two, and I was like, dude, he, the other one had so much more react, like, expression his on his face. You know, like, I saw this, uh, I saw this split thing about, like, the final battle between, like, you know, Doc Ock, and... Yeah. And he's all sitting there, he's like, I oh, got you, I, I trusted Ooh. you, and then you see the new version, and I was like, oh, he looks like a fucking child. And it's not, <laughs> and it's not even the fact that, like... There's a face difference, right? And it's not as much expressive range, but also the fact that we associate that voice with that face already. So like when you change like, somebody's, hey, yeah, when you change somebody's face, like after you already know their voice, it's like, uh no, like that's not his face. Now I will say that when I saw Peter in Miles Morales, I was like Peter, but right, I was still same. like, but you're not no, the right Peter. You're just like you need to change your face. Honestly, you know, and this is I I would I'll play Spider Man again before I super make this decision, but I feel like they really should change it back. They're not going to. They already said they won't. I know, but like... Well, they said they won't, but then I, even, even after enough, all this... If enough people go like, we hate it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like, I feel like they really could have took, took that old actor's face and, and made improvements on it, you know, even, even, even if they wanted to, and made it for the new game, you know, in more fleshed out and stuff. Said being like, well, our voice actor, we should have him That's portray That's not like, how this works, dude. looks better as the yeah. old way. You can't introduce a... a Person a person and then just change them. I mean, you can. But anyway, I mean, it happens. Anyways, back to Miles. Right. Sorry. Miles looked really good in this game. A lot better than they did in the original Spider-Man game. Right. They like drastically improved him because I didn't like him at all in the first game. He was really annoying. He so was just kind of like there. A the few notable things I like: the way the music plays as you, as you fly throughout the city. Oh, dude, I love it. It's the, it's like the Spider-Man music integrated with some more like R and and B. And to me, I was like, you just added so much more soul to this this uh, game. than anything, Spider-Man I also goes. loved his swinging style because it was like wild compared to Peter Peter right. was like so like focused on it. Exactly. And Miles is like, let's find he was it. Spins and Yo, shit. let's like, go. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt very like it just felt like a little bit less than Spider Man. Like if you place the like the original Spider Man again, like right after you play Miles, you feel like that Spider Man or, or Miles or sorry no say, Peter is very much more powerful. Like just in more precise and focused. But Miles is still learning. So But good. Miles <laughs> is still learning and then but he but then he has the added advantage of the Venom powers. Which are a lot of fun for me because it's almost like it's all you did. It's <laughs> almost like you have Spider Man with super superpowers. I not I really I really enjoy the game. I think it's definitely like a must play if you're in if you're into Spider Man Marvel. If you're even if you if you love Spider Man like the movies and shit, you need to play this game. I feel like even if you if you're not a gamer, like let's just say you don't play games, right? You're not gonna buy a PS Five. You don't even have a PS Four or you know whatever. Just go like look Watch up the cutscenes, movies. Right? Yeah. Go go online and look up Miles Morales Spider Man movie cut cuz like it might be a few hours long but trust me it's worth it it's worth watching and and it's enjoy. so emotional it's like one of the it's, these Spider-Man games are the best Spider-Man and stories see, I've seen so that's why I love about this game is that you it did not take away from what being Spider-Man is it just improved it, it made it like another Spider-Man movie like it's I mean or a Spider-Man game film you know whatever let face it you can't have enough Spider-Man ever <laughs> I will say Peter was I know I keep going back to Peter cuz Peter's just weird in this but he's just his personality was weird in this one too I hate how he's like, yeah, hey, Miles, you know, welcome to be Spider-Man, good luck, I'm going on vacation. He's like, peace. hey, 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 Miles, Um, yeah, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> Miles is like, wait a minute, what about the he's super like, villains?" He's like, oh, you're good, peace, I'm, you're only going to fight one. <laughs> I'm New York's only Spider-Man. I will say the lack of villains kind of frustrated me. I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. The reason I get it is because it's like they were just making a short story for in between. Yeah, but I don't know, I just would have liked to see more than just like two All villains, I know. Three villains. Is the next film the next Spider-Man game better have Miles moralized as a playable character from like you better, oh, he, like you better be able to switch between GTA the two. man like GTA style where you can change characters yes. yes like if they don't I'm pissed because like, you cannot do that Dude, to, you cannot can you give me Miles how like big that this game's gonna be if it has like both characters with right their own skill trees oh shit oh that'd be cool and then you can go back and forth between the two maybe they're on like they're fighting two and villains at once or something like that oh, in, like, oh god Oh, there's so much potential. There is, and I was like, they better do something with it because like, I, if I don't, if I'm not able to be Miles for a good portion of the next game, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be mad. Fuck Mary Jane, let me be Miles more. I do not want to, yeah, I do not <laughs> want to be Mary Jane walking around anymore. I didn't like that when you were Miles in the first time. Yeah, no, I didn't I'm like not. the. Uh, I was like, can't it just be Spider Man? <laughs> well, thank you for letting me talk about Miles Morales, or letting us talk about Miles Morales. Um, Bryce, you watched a few films this week. Um, I did. I watched the uh, the two brand new Criterion releases that released on Tuesday. And for those uh, that might be first time listening, what is a Criterion film? Oh, God. Okay. Criterion collection. <laughs> I'm trying to find the actual, like, company motto so I can be more precise in what exactly. I say instead of just being like, they're a collection We're of movies. movies. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, well, I'll let Bryce get to it, but it's really, from what I've gathered, it's just like a collection of movies that they gather from around different countries and it's um, stuff so that's high, more high profile and artistic things. Um, it's very art house. Right. Okay, so this is what the Criterion Collection writes on their website for what is the Criterion Collection. The Criterion Collection is a continuing series of important classics and contemporary films on home video. Our editions often include restored film transfers along with the commentary tracks and other kinds of supplemental features, which we pioneered with the release of our first Laserdisc, and Kane, and King Kong in 1984. Ever since, Criterion has been working closely with filmmakers and scholars to ensure that if each film is presented as its maker would want it to be seen... And in an edition that will deepen the viewer's understanding and appreciation of the art of cinema. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, they're so they're currently on spine number one thousand fifty-seven. Wow. I have about four hundred spines. So I'm like, I mean, I okay. So not for, than for that. reference, I started collecting the Criterion Collection in April. <laughs> you have four hundred already? <laughs> my I, should, I knew that already, and it's always I was like, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of them. I've seen probably half of my collection. Roughly. Okay. And I'm just, I'm always getting more because I love the Criterion Collection. Right. But uh, I'm trying to keep up with the new releases. So this week they released uh, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, starring Forrest Whitaker, and Moonstruck, star- starring Cher and Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage in a Criterion movie. He's been in a couple. He's been in a couple Criterion movies? There's one called The Rock. Oh, him. no. And he's with, uh, I think it's Sean Connery, and I didn't know he was in that till today, so that's coming up too because I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> we have to steal the declaration of independence. I will say I'll, I'll start with I'll start with Moonstruck because it's the lesser of the two. So Moonstruck follows a shears character who I cannot remember the name because Ghost Dog absolutely obliterated this movie today. Okay. Um, so Moonstruck follows a woman who has been newly engaged to a man named Johnny, who is a Italian man, who. Uh, Kind of seems like he's in the in the in the mafia kind of. He feels like that. you know every Italian movie always makes the Italians feel like they're in a mafia. In mafia sure why. Yeah, why but uh, he he proposes to her because his mom is sick and he's flying back to Sicily to see his mom while she's on her de- well, she's on his on her deathbed. Oh my god, Bryce, talk. Um, That's me all the time. So he like proposes to her and she's very much like superstitious. She's like, well, if you don't get on your knees and give me a ring, then obviously I'm gonna have bad luck <laughs> and the marriage isn't gonna fucking work. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. But okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so before he leaves, he tells her he's like, "I really want you to get in touch with my brother. We haven't seen each other in five years. Mm-hmm. I really want him to come to our wedding." So he gives her her phone number. He's like, "Call him when you you know get get time." And I'm going to Sicily. Peace, love you. And so he leaves, and the she's scene. like, she like goes to her parents, tell her, she, tell them, tells them that she's getting married. They're like, again, because she's married one time before. He's like, Bless him time bad luck. She's like, yeah, yeah, but this time he proposed on his knees, and she's like, or his par- her parents are like. So? <laughs> I know that, I've, I've known somebody that's gotten married, like, five times. Well, you know, it's Italian, though. It's very, like, you're not supposed to do that. Especially because she's very she's a, she's from a religious family, so, like, sure. when you're married, that's it. But she's like, okay, but he died. He got like, hit by a bus. Like, oh, it doesn't well, you matter. you know what? Yeah, so, yeah that's fair. <laughs> so uh, she goes and meets the brother, and it is Nicolas Cage. No. And <laughs> Nicolas Cage's intro is a, he's working as a baker, like sh- like, coal shoveler. Like, in a bakery? Sure. And he's sitting there, and he's, like, sweaty, wearing this white tank top, and you see his fucking fucking hairy chest. No! Is that the hairy chest? (laughs) Nicholas Cage's hairy chest is why this should not be in the Criterion film. (laughs) But the best thing is, she's like, well, why is there bad blood between you? she's like, he came in for when he was getting married last time and asked me to make some bread. He asked me to make some bread. I was making bread. I was making bread. And I was using the slicer. And the slicer. And hand got caught in the slicer and took off my fingers and mutilated me i was engaged my wife my my woman left me alone mutilated my hand my wife. johnny has a wife johnny has a hand i have no wife i have no head why it's like dude you need to fucking chill nick like stop and we gotta steal the declaration of independence <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just bombing on Nicholas cage even though i like him and like kick ass but yeah no, honestly that sounds like really interesting as far it's as it's really neat because like she starts falling in love with the brother Oh, so Nicolas Cage gets a little girl, doesn't he? Of course it's he so does. It's so funny how they like they literally Look go. They literally go to his apartment and they, like, she's like, sitting there talking." And he like throws a table and then picks her up. And she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Take you to the bed." She's like, "All right, I'll take me to the bed." He's you like, know, it's take like, me. I was, like, like, yes. I was like, "What?" I'm going to steal you. Like, she's like, <laughs> "She's like, I'm engaged to your brother." He's like, and? She's like, "All right, yeah, just go for it." <laughs> it's like, share, chill, <laughs> <laughs> chill out. But be, like, the movie basically revolves around like. She's like having an affair with her fiance's brother, mm-hmm. and as this is happening, she starts seeing all the people, like her family, are all having affairs too. So she catches her mom having an affair, her dad having an affair, and they're all like, you're engaged. And she's like, yeah, you're fucking married. What are you <laughs> You were having an affair. And mine... <laughs> Does mom know? No. Then shut up. Then <laughs> <laughs> shut up. And still the declaration of independence. Okay, I'm just saying. But like, <laughs> it, was like it was like borderline three and a half stars because I was really enjoying it. It was really funny. And I was right. like, I was really enjoying this movie. I'm going to spoil the ending because the ending is what made this a four star movie. For sure. Me. And I don't think you're ever going to watch it. I mean, so, who knows? Probably not. But. If you're watching, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. i will spoil it. It's from 1986. So skip in like 30 seconds. Probably more like a minute. Okay, a minute. All right. But, uh, so Nicholas Cage is like sitting there in their, in their house and they're like, oh, Johnny's home. And she's like, oh no, because obviously Johnny's going to see him there. Right. And the, uh, Nicolas Cage is like, yeah, whatever, you know, we'll have to tell him eventually. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, go going to tell him now. Johnny comes in and he goes, it's a miracle. Mom's okay. We don't have to get married. And she's like, what do you mean we don't have to get married? And it's like, I was only going to marry you because mom was going to die. Oh no. <laughs> she's like, what you? What? Get, you gave me a ring. You probably. he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna need that back. What? <laughs> she's like, fine, take a ring. I don't want it anyway. this Cage is like, yeah, I don't want the ring. Lucas Cage is over there. He's like, all right, well, hey, will you marry me? And she's like, where's your ring? And he's like, hey brother, can I borrow that ring? And brother's like, uh okay. Oh my god. <laughs> she gives the ring for my brother. Just that, imagine that. That's how the movie ends. There you He's like. <laughs> I'm gonna steal her Declaration of Independence. The movie ends with the brother giving her, giving his hey, brother that, a ring to marry his ex fiance. It's fucking hilarious. That pun actually worked. <laughs> I'm gonna steal her Declaration of Independence. Get it? Her de- ah, it's funny. I was that like, is, that is that is funny. Cool, I was literally watching. It was like five, It was like ten minutes left in the movie. I was like, what else could they do? And then I was like, that's the best fucking way to end this. Like, just sitting there there's like, no, we don't have to get married. Like, well, fuck you then. He's I'll like, marry you. Where's the ring, Hey, brother? <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Yo, baby, let me whisper in your ear. Can I marry you? And she's like, where's your ring? And he's like, guess what? I ain't got one. But you know who does? <laughs> the guy I who woke up with you. <laughs> <I> but <boo-boo. laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. It was really funny, and I really—it was surprising. It really was. No, it really sounds actually like quite fun, actually. And then uh, I watched Ghost Dog, which is the better of the two. Can you believe that? There's, there's better. <laughs> you know, every time you think you say Ghost Dog, I think of Frankie Weenie. This movie is hilarious, though. Okay, so Ghost Dog follows a hitman who oh, follows. Uh, who follows the way of the samurai. He doesn't use phones. Doesn't... Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost Dog, wow. Okay, this is funny, though, because he's, he's working for the Italian mob, and I wrote my right. review in Moonstruck that I really wanted to watch another Italian movie. And boom, there and it I is. was like, oh, shit, nice! Wow. <laughs> and so, Ghost Dog is a hitman for this man named Louie, and Louie basically is like, he, he writes notes on pigeons to send to Louie, so Louie can write him back and also be like, Also in Spider-Man. Here's your, uh, you know, go go do your mission. And so Ghost Dog is like doing missions. And he hunts down this one man and he kills this man in front of this, uh, one of the mob boss's daughters. Mm-hmm. And so the mob boss is like, Well, we gotta kill this man. You know, he killed, he killed our family. We gotta get rid of him. We gotta steal his dirt. And so they're like, Well, you wanted him out. You wanted this dude killed. They're like, Yeah, but you can't kill someone in front of the boss's fucking daughter. <laughs> you come to this day and the daughter of my is wedding. So what ends up happening is they put a hit on Ghost Dog. Okay. They say, Like, we need to kill Ghost Dog. So Ghost Dog is like, he, he he's falling away with the samurai right. Sure. So he can't kill his handler. So his handler is Louis. So Louis he like finds Louis and he's like, I can I can fix your problem. Give me give me a few give me a few days. I got you. And he fucking ghost dog goes around and kills every fucking mob boss. Wow. <laughs> and then like like John Wick style. No, he was just like there's like a scene where this dude's just watching TV in his house and ghost dog runs up with a piece of tape, puts it on the window and shoots through the tape and kills the dude and walks that away. That's John Wick style. But it's like it's so like. Simple. It's just. It's like. It's not overdrawn combat. There's, oh, no, of him, no, like, no, like, there's nothing of him like trying to like fight for survival. It's just him walking up and be like, bang, and walking away. <laughs> it's like he's even better guys. than that. Like, you only have to like. He just shoots you and leaves. And then he does this thing with his gun where he like spins his gun and puts it in the holes for like a sword. Oh my. Oh my god. Is he really? <laughs> and through the entire movie, there's like scriptures of like this. Ja- there's like way of the samurai book he's reading, and like pops up and he'll be like, and then the, the rain went down and. Yeah, you it's know, some samurai like scripture, and it's like, damn, this is so fucking good. I know what the way of Nicolas Cage is: <laughs> to steal the Declaration of Independence. But like, it's it, it turns into like this great like revenge movie of like Ghost Dog trying to like help his handler. But it's like it has so much more to it. Like he has a best friend who's a Frenchman. Okay. Neither of them speak the other person's language. Even like he meets this girl, and he's like, yeah, this is my best friend." She's like, "Can you even understand what he's saying?" He's like, No, no, no." Can you understand what you're saying? No, nah, he doesn't speak English. That's how not speak hour. French. You know? You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> no, dude, like not for all this time. <laughs> don't, don't. But it's like he's like they'll be sitting there and he'll be like talking French. He's like, Hey man, I saw this man in the sling walk by and like goes uh, ghost dog will be like, Oh, you saw a man in the sling? Yeah, man, he's probably Louis. He's like, Yeah and they'll be like, Hey man, I was worried about you speaking in French of course and then, like Louis, like the ghost dog will be like, Hey man, I, I was worried about you, we haven't seen each other in a while and they'll like be repeating <laughs> the same thing to each other. So it's like their friendship goes past language oh, wow they don't need to they don't need to understand each other to be friends like like um they can't speak to each other but ghost dog's like yeah yeah this is my best friend and then the french q is like hey yeah this is my best friend we oui, oui. <laughs> like they, they can't understand so they, right. like they're, they're calling each other best friends without ever speaking the same language oh they didn't even realize that's awesome and it's so cool it's cool honestly. And, uh, the ending is so sad <laughs> well that's not that's not fun no but it, like he basically he kills everybody Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil the ending because this is what I actually think you would enjoy. Okay. But he kills everybody, and then the ending, like, my wife and I were sitting there watching, it, and my wife's like, no, this is not okay. And I was, she's like, no, 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 it won't happen that way. And I was like, but all the clues are there. I <laughs> she's hate like, that. No! And I was like, it's going to happen. I, I'm going to get mad at that movie for that. Like that. I hate <laughs> endings like that. But here's the best thing. They are uh, reportedly, as of 2017, so obviously the three years of no news on this, they are making a sequel for Ghost Dog. Hmm. But and you know who's writing it? Who Wu Tang's clans uh, RZA. That sounds messed. That doesn't sound right. But he okay. did the music for Ghost Dog. Oh, okay. But he's like he's writing. The scene yeah, no, I Ghost just, Dog I just Dog sounds too? weird. That sounds weird. And Forest Whitaker's already signed on. Like I've been out there. Even a script. He was just like, "Yeah, I'll be there. I'll do it." <laughs> that makes sense. But it's either like they're they're thinking about either making a movie or making a television show. Okay. And now with uh, Criterion releasing Ghost Dog, which it might, is obviously it might get making it, that... it more into a. I want to say a bigger audience. It might give like, it to... It might, like... Giving it more notoriety. Variety. Yeah, it might give it a bump to more, more I guess, Because even, like, RZA is releasing the soundtrack for Ghost Dog, like the original Ghost Dog. Oh, sorry. R- Re- re-releasing, Dog? re-releasing the soundtrack for Ghost Dog wow. yeah, on the 20th. Okay. And my wife yeah. was like, That's so cool, because she was going to buy it. All right. And I was like, Yeah, they're probably releasing it, because they released it on Criterion. Like, it's getting a boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, hopefully they make a sequel, because if they do, I'm fucking there. The movie came out in 1999. <laughs> Oh, Okay, so it's not too bad. It's not that much. It's not no, that but twenty one years and now they made like sequel. I'm like, yeah, do no, it. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird when you think about it that way. Like you look, you think about a movie. It's like oh, you hear it's like 1997. Like when one, like when we were around, we weren't born, and you're like, that was oh, it was like twenty something years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it is as old as I am. You're like Toy Story came out in 1996. Shit. Like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Toy Story's my childhood. Like no, <laughs> they came out. I'm I want to say that Toy Story came. I want to be wrong about that. So. Uh no, I think you're right. It's close. It's close to that era or right that time. 1995. Five, even a year earlier. Bam, wow. I was right. Well, with our, close. with our thoughts on the Declaration of Independence <laughs> spiraling into the filmverse, <laughs> let's move on to the filmverse feature. I'm just going to watch nothing but Nicolas Cage movies for the next week. You're going to hear about the Declaration of Independence forever. Dude. Each week, before our podcast, you watch a film that the other person wants to share. Last week, I chose the 2019 drama, Film the Farewell. And Farewell follows a Chinese woman named Billy, who, as their family returns to China, under the guise of a fake wedding, to stealthily say goodbye to their grandma who is dying of cancer. And they found out that she only has a few weeks to live. And it's about like a dilemma of her, them deciding it. Well, they, the family doesn't want to tell her that she's dying. But Aquafina has very, you know, since she's from America and she's born in America, she very much has struggles with, with, um, with that. And it's hard for her to keep a mask on when she's around her grandma. Um, Bryce... Since you were able, uh, this is the first time you were seeing this movie. What did you think of it? I love this movie. This movie was so Yay. good. Yay! I'm so happy. It was like it was not as emotional as I wanted it to be because, like, I don't want to spoil. because it like, came out last year, so it's still relatively new. Sure. But like, it didn't have that like end kick that I was thinking I was gonna have where I was gonna it be really like, there in tears. Like, no. But instead, I was like, that's yeah, a good ending. Yeah. You know, it just <laughs> felt very like I, I didn't. I think I felt that way the first time I saw it, but the more it sat with me, um. Well, if you, you gotta if keep in mind we literally watched this like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. So, like, for the people that have that, that have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about the ha moment, like at the end. It feels very much it it, it it's, a, it's a nice sweet ending, but the more it sits with you and the more you think about it, it just feels very like it just feels very like empowering and real. I I really enjoyed this movie mainly because like it really brings up the whole like question of like morality. Like, right? Do you do you save someone you love from knowing that they're dying, or do you like let them live their life in tranquility. Well, you know, I feel like this movie isn't really about... I mean, there's not really any spoilers, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Unless you think it, Well, okay, my, my thing is, the way the movie ends, it really makes you think about why, you know, should they have told her, should they have not told her. I guess I won't tell you what they did. Well, I just mean, like, the whole ending, like, what happens with the, with the Grandma. What's I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't want to spoil that. Okay, well, I won't say anything then. But, however, uh, you just want to know it's just it's interesting to see different cultures and how they react to different things exactly because yeah, yeah. like America it's like yeah you have cancer like oh fuck when China then, they're like yeah no. you have cancer they're like don't tell it do not let, let them, know. them know. exactly and if they know they'll die <laughs> exactly it feels like it, if they let them know then they'll die and so it's just interesting to see
1: what a, outcomes are based
0: on this, how you tell them. there's people. this really powerful moment between the uncle where he like tells Aquafina's character Billy that it is their duty as a family to carry the burden for the grandma. Right. So just because you like the reason Americans they say Americans are weak, because we don't let the, ourselves hold that burden. We give them to, we give that to the person that's dying, instead of holding that guilt in, because otherwise we feel guilty that we're not telling them. We need to hold that guilt and that burden in on, on us, so that way we can make the people that we love their the rest of their life easier. Yeah, it's like it's insane. I was Obviously, like, oh, I don't fuck. agree with that. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I don't think I. However, after this movie, I gave it more thought. I was like, I don't that. think I'd, like, I know I'd probably, I should, like, if I had cancer, I should know, but I also don't think I'd want to know. Well, I mean, I guess just, I fundamentally, I feel like I, like, if I was sick, I would want to know, but also, I I guess, like, I feel like I have the right to know as my body, my life, you know, it's my thing. I also However, like, if you, if, I do understand, but I get, like, it made me think more about the other side and why you wouldn't, and I understand it, and I appreciate it. It's like morality. It's like, I don't, like, it's like, it's like, let's think about in time. You right. know you're dying. Right. I don't want that clock. Right. I don't. I don't want the time for like you could last three weeks. You well, could last right, three exactly. years. She's like I'm. I'm good. I don't need to know that. I mean, it's also it was also like a whole uh, you know uh, discussion about American culture or Western culture versus Eastern culture, and just because especially with a Chinese woman that was uh, Aquafina's character that was born and raised in America, and she visited she visited uh, China obviously as kids and stuff. But she never but lived. She there. Never lived so there. She never lived there. She's like. She's she's in like the Western mindset like we should tell her we need to, we need to tell her and her, her entire family is like no no we can't or even even if they want to and they understand why she's coming from that angle like they're like no and this is why and this you know these are the reasons why But like you got to respect really, your family's wishes at the same time like even if it hurts exactly because it's yeah. like um it's like it's like your parents are like telling you like you can't do that because if you do it it's just gonna cause more pain than it'll help so uh, did Aquafina gain any um, credibility for you after seeing this I mean I already liked Aquafina oh, okay. I, I mean, I haven't seen her in too much, because I've seen her in, like, Neighbors 2, where she had, like, a small role, which I really liked her in that. She was funny. Uh, my first movie I saw her in was Ocean's 8, and she played a bigger role, but she still wasn't, like, the main. All right. But seeing her as a main character shows me how powerful of a lead she can be. I definitely think she's going to be an Oscar contender eventually. Eventually, yeah, because this is, like, if this is her now, and she's only been acting for, like, four years, holy shit. I know. <laughs> I forget she was used to be a singer, too. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, she's a rapper, and it's like the rapper she's a rapper what no she's an actress that's what what she's known for is her her acting instead of her rapping anymore so Bryce um, that was what we thought of uh, The Farewell so what uh, film did you have for next week's film verse feature I picked a holiday film yay that I've never seen what is it it is a 2015 film ooh something new I enjoy yeah 2015 it is called Krusha 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 Krisha what I've never heard of it. Okay, so Krisha this is the synopsis it gives online. Ten- tensions rise at a Thanksgiving gathering when a troubled woman, Krisha Fairchild, who is the director's grand or aunt, okay, reunites with the extended family that she abandoned years later or late years earlier. Huh. So K R Krisha R I yeah. So it's R it's R I S Christian, sorry, I'm trying to look it up here to see what, what it looks like. Christian movie, okay. Oh my gosh, that looks scary. I don't know anything about it. I looked up... I think it says drama comedy, and then the first pictures just look like a horror film. It does, that's why was, I'm kind of confused about that too. But I'm very excited for this, because like... it just it's, I mean, it has very high reviews, I mean, high ratings. So It, I mean, it looks does, something. that's what also caught my eye Because so I looked up... Uh, I, and I figured, it's 824, so usually they put out some interesting content, but Dep- they're hit and miss. I figured next week is Thanksgiving week. Yes, sir. So I wanted to do something holiday themed. So I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes the t- top ten best Thanksgiving movies. I did not want to watch Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like Charlie Brown. <laughs> this was number two. <laughs> number two. Okay. Well, well, interesting. Well, I will be excited to check this out then. Um, I, I mean, am very I, excited. I, I do like. I honestly like A twenty four and Blumhouse and. They're always a um, hit or miss. They are, but I do, but I do enjoy watching their films because usually A twenty four has some really like Midsummer Hereditary. Like they they've been releasing good shit. Right. Well, see, the reason I like like those studios specifically is because they take movies of small budgets and they turn them into really good films. It's like it's amazing what they can do. Right, right it really is. That's like, why I love seeing see, like even if it's not going to be good, I do like I see that studio and I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm inter- I'm in for something interesting. Whether or not it's good, it's different, but I'm in for something interesting because a lot of times they make these that these directors do a little bit more freedom and they you know try different things. Here's some examples of movies that uh, A24 has done that I could give you an example of what this movie could be. Right. Uh, Uncut Gems. Right, which is fun. It's very the, different. The Lighthouse. Okay. They were also The Farewell. Right, that we exactly. Just we just watched The Farewell at A24. Midsummer. Right. Mid 90s, which is Jonah Hill's directoral debut. Oh, I didn't. did a Jonah Hill film. It came out in two, like two years ago. It's a skateboarder. It's weird. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Eighth grade, which is by um, the com- comedian Bo Burnham. Okay. Uh, yeah, they just like that's all from twenty eighteen. The Disaster Artist, Lady Bird, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Florida Project, A Ghost Story, which I heard is really good. Really sad, apparently. Moonlight, which one Best Picture. Right. See, that's the thing is like they, they put out a lot of good content, and then some some like really most of it's pretty pretty solid though. Swiss what about Army those, Man. Right, which is a solid Green movie. Green Room. Oh well, Green Room. We we both love Green Room. Krisha. Right, Krisha, which we're to watch. The, so, yeah, wi- you- the Witch, Room. Oh, right. Yeah, like, Larson Yeah, Relarson one. It's like, this could be good. This could so, be bad. You know, it's like a hit it's, or it's miss. Weird, it's weird that I've never heard of it, especially that it came out. Well, I honestly did not start watching movies till a little bit after that. Seriously, so. I just wanted to watch but. a holiday film, and I was like, Thanksgiving there! And I was like, awesome! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. As as we to talk, talk movie news, share our thoughts on the Season 2, Episode 3 of The Mandalorian. Uh, talk about the... Film Freaky and uh, Discuss about, Titan AE e. and the twenty nineteen drama film The Farewell, Miles Morales, and a bunch of other movie movie news. Overall a good week for us. Exactly. A lot better e- than last week. It was a very <laughs> very more entertaining for us this week. Uh, new episodes come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne at Payne Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews on Letterboxd and on Instagram at Sanguine Director uh sanguine's kind of a weird word so s-a-n-g-u-i-n-e director sweet <laughs> uh and you can stay connected with me mitchell chandler by following me on facebook and instagram at author mitchell chandler twitter at mitchell chandler and on letterboxd at mitch Reviews. and you can follow us on instagram at into the Filmverse podcast yes you can and mitch just for you anyway to remember my name spelled differently uh, it's m-y-t-c-h Well, that's all for this week, our fellow Seraphiles, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!